I mean, I enjoyed this episode a lot, but it actually only scored as just above average. Now, you yeah. you might say that that means our mark our marking criteria is flawed. However, I think it means that the episode's just not as good as I think it was. Because <laughs> there is no way our marking criteria could at all be wrong, obviously, because it's perfect. Can, no, can, not at all. Can it get a point anywhere for the um, for the dog in the cap? Um, I think that was pretty witty. I think that was pretty fun. Can we bump wit to five? <laughs> for the dog in the cap? Wit to five? Mate, that dog was very no. funny. He had, a, he, that only makes he, he had a human voice and everything. That was very funny. No, the only places where you can put any more points on would be creativity or progression, and I mean, there's none there. Uh, 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 dogs can talk in the witch universe. That's progression. Dogs can wear hats without trying to take them off. That's that's progression for for all. All because <laughs> there was a dog wearing a hat. Watch it now, though, because when Graham was just saying maybe the episode's not as good as he uh, remembers it being, maybe I'll watch this episode again and realise that that dog didn't have a cap on at all. I don't know what I remembered. <laughs> that's why Citizen Kane has 99% of Rotten Tomatoes. Dog wearing a cap, the extra 1%, 100 <laughs> exactly. If he dropped the snow globe and it just shattered, and it was just a dog's head with a cap rolling off it, I think that's that's <laughs> that's that's how it should have been. Dog hat. Yeah. Um, yeah there we go. <laughs> Citizen K nine. That's what it should have been called. There oh, we go. Christ. Oh, I mean, fuck awesome Wells. Get Jim Belushi in there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three rowdy, rambunctious rotters review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or until the world around us crumbles away and we can't do it any longer. Uh, my name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and your quarantined uh, kind of guide through this uh, wonderful nostalgic world we've uh, stumbled upon, uh, but I'm not alone, I'm joined by my closest comrades, uh, well I say closest, they are in their separate homes, a bit of a distance away uh, first of all is mr graham riley hello graham hello phil how are you doing my friend uh not bad not bad at all considering the circumstances um yeah uh very much looking forward to this episode because i tell you what i tell you what i mean i'm amazed capitalism didn't end in 1999 because <laughs> it, 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 it took a hammering in this episode i mean they really got it good didn't they <laughs> you know what? There's going to be a couple of uh, you know nudges and winks, and oh, we're 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 really going to uh, tear apart this joke that they uh, they make themselves for this joke. Uh, and uh, we're also joined by a uh, one of my other closest friends again, a bit of a fair distance away. His name is Christopher Evans. Hello, Chris. Hello. I got full named. I liked it. Yeah, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes I spice it. I might just call you uh, Riss or or Chris sometimes. Yeah, never do that. That's just. Why would why why would you what, do that? Phil? What about Topher? Why, like what about Topher? Topher? Get the end of Topher. your name, yeah. Yeah. What, what do I look like? A Hollywood starlet? Yeah. Oh, yes. Who makes his own uh, YouTube edits? Does he make his own versions of uh, films? Talk about Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Yeah. 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 Cheers for that, Phil. Yeah. Thanks. You're very very, very welcome. Uh, but aside from that, how are you? Yeah. Well. Uh, as everyone is aware, everyone has good days, everyone has bad days. I'm categorising this one as one of the not good days, but not a bad day. So somewhere in between, 
Yeah, and, and some of us have birthdays as well. Um, and the reason I bring this up is just because obviously it's my birthday uh, several days before. However, the main reason bringing it up is, I believe, I think it was in season one, we said if we kept recording these episodes at the same rate as we started, we'd be almost wrapped up or wrapped up by the end of our 30th years on this planet um we're in season four we've got three seasons well three and a half seasons left to go and two of the three of us are now 30 um boys we're doing this well into our 30s i think maybe in our 40s so i'm not gonna lie to you i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna smash about during this quarantine and that's it we're gonna get them all done uh, but yeah. So we're saying the deadline of this um, original uh, mission statement that we set ourselves out for is when Chris turns 30, we're supposed to be done. Yes. So Feb- yes, February or, the 1st, or, yeah. 2021, we're supposed to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I, actually, I don't, think it, I, I don't think it was that we were supposed to be done. I think past that date, the, what we're doing is, is a little bit sad. Um, you know, and, wait. Well, it's you know. not sad now. No, because because you know, I'm 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 thirty. I'm fine. I've just turned thirty. I'm still young. I'm still a young man. But I think when I get to thirty-one, that's when shit's got to get more serious. Well, I mean, I would like to quote a great man, me, from um, an <laughs> earlier episode, uh, and it's I think it's the thing I, I've said a lot of shit, uh, you know, throughout the course of this podcast. Most of it completely irrelevant and nonsensical and stupid but one thing i've said which i do still firmly believe and i think is quite profound anyone who doesn't understand why we do this i don't want to know them exactly and 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 you know i'm gonna get that tattooed across me if anyone doesn't get this you know me then you know i I don't want to know them um chaps just yep just just for my own peace of mind um, you are aware that I don't know why we're doing this. No, I don't know whose idea it was to start this podcast either. Um, it sorry, was guys, I must, Yeah, I must break away. Obviously, I know we're talking about us, but I must, um, sorry, just bring light to uh, my wonderful wife, Faye, has just completed an incredibly difficult jigsaw, and she's just cheered. <laughs> she's just cheered at me silently, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of her. So, well, do- well, well, well done, done Faye. Well, well done. done. Well done. Well done, Faye. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't even a rectangle jigsaw. It was all all wobbly shaped. It's mad. What? A more worthwhile pursuit yeah. than uh, this podcast. Does... Who's to say? Uh, let, let's let's uh, move yeah. swiftly on to uh, this episode of season four that we're reviewing. It's episode five. It's called Spoiled Rotten. In this episode, um, Sabrina gets approved of her own credit card, a magical credit card, and she can pretty much buy anything she wants. Um, but she, uh, in doing so, she loses the essence of what's important to her, and she becomes. Spoiled, rotten, literally. Bom, bom, bom. Indeed. Um, so, boys, right off the bat, um, did we enjoy this episode? Yes, I did. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I forgot Mrs. Quick was a character until this episode came on. <laughs> well, 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 we'll mention Mrs. Quick sort of in the uh, you know as we talk about it. But yeah, we believed she was she was gone. But uh, yeah, no, no, she's she's very much here, and um, you know, and again, what always makes. Um, these episodes have been really enjoyable for me anyway is uh, magical items amongst the mortal realm um, so we get uh, get a few of them along this uh, this episode for a nice enjoyable magical ride I think sure yeah I, I, yeah I think yeah it was it was, it was a very, very nice uh, very nice classic blend of uh, 
you know the whole sort of pun spell idea which we're all big fans of and um yeah like the, the magic realm interacting with the the school realm and all the normies yeah i, I enjoyed it a lot yeah okay well we might as well jump into it guys we did enjoy it so much as the episode opens on sabrina and hilda discussing a charity bake sale that they are doing in aid of the poor hondurans who have been devastated by a hurricane but enough about that because sabrina got approved for a credit card yay Um, yay. now before we uh, just move on uh graham obviously you're a man who um is surrounded by a wealth of knowledge obviously were the Hondurans uh, in a bit of a predicament uh, during this uh, period? I don't know. I mean, I do know that that part of the world is uh, pro-natural disasters. And you can imagine, I mean, it, it would be pretty awful, wouldn't it? You know, you you had like, you know, you're in Honduras, you know, you had a nice house. You've worked really hard to, you know, um, build a life for yourself to get this home that you own. And then all of a sudden you're out Honduras, aren't you? <laughs> oh, oh. But uh, yeah, very, very good um, uh, joke there, Graham. Uh, Hon- Honduras, um, you know, a nice uh, laughing at uh, the um, poor uh, life um, decisions made by the Hondurans. Um, so uh, it's, yeah, it's so what I do. It's what I do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I really got approved for a credit card. Woo hoo! Uh, she can now get anything she wants, opposed to the Hondurans who have knob all. Uh, of course, it comes with a moral warning to make sure she cherishes those important things in life. But bah, who cares? Because Salem wants a pet, and this is a uh, Salem sort of subplot outing uh, this week. Um, yeah, is is um his thirst for a pet to to i guess he's he's kind of like the child in this um this episode you know he's got to find out if he's responsible enough for one do you think he had any pets in his human days i i think he had a hyena mm. to like laugh at his jokes mm. yes it was the only one willing during this quarantine i've been watching a lot of james bond and um you you super villains they like they like their animal uh, you know companions don't they yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Blofeld had his had his cat, uh, Who, who's who's made an appearance in um, uh, an episode of uh, it was Cat Showdown, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, Sanchez had his iguana, and Scaramanga had a dwarf, which in the nineteen seventies was considered an animal, not a human being. Yeah. So um, yeah. there you go. Ah, it's okay. We're we're fine for now. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, what we were talking about pets, weren't we? Um, yeah, yeah, Salem definitely had kind of like a, I guess like a Bond villain pet. Yes, yeah, something, something lethal, something nefarious. Say a hyena, I think is good. Or he'd have something just, because he is a bit of a maniac, maybe he just had something that was just a bit shit, but looked cool. Like a cockatoo. Um, yeah, or a hippo or something. Whoa, or, hippo. Um, <laughs> hippos famously a bit shit, aren't they, hippos? <laughs> Animal that's a bit shit, guinea pigs. No, um, <laughs> no. A finch, I... no. Hippo, hamsters, no. Hip, hippo. They are a bit. They're a bit shit. Uh, we get to uh, the title screen where obviously we're where we were used to being graced with those wonderful uh, shitty uh, gags, kind of like hippos, but you know, just gag form. And um, obviously, we do miss them going into the season. So, what we're doing at the start of every episode is we are coming up with our own mirror gag based on the episode, which is um, you know, you can't say that for every episode. Uh, of Sabrina that we've seen so far. Uh, this week, it's Graham's job to come up with a, an appropriate mirror gag for this episode. So, Graham, uh, 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 take it away. Okay, so um, this week, uh, on account of the whole uh, credit card derived episode, uh, Sabrina is dressed as a duck. 
A duck, you say? What's that got to do with the whole credit card uh, scenario? Well, she's looking into the mirror. And she says, I'm going to buy this mirror. Put it on my bill. (laughs) Jesus wept. Yes. Yes. I very much enjoy I think that's that's definitely the best one we've had so far. In fairness, I think it would have been funnier if she was dressed as a platypus. I guess I guess is it is a bigger platypus to be able to put a balance the mirror on it. I guess yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean we um, we lost obviously Bill Withers recently, the um, subject of the greatest duck bill related joke of all time. So oh, uh, would, would you like me to say I, it? Would you like me to please, tell please, you? Please, please, it's, it's my please, favorite please joke. Do, please do. How do you make a duck sing soul? I don't know, Phil. How do you make a duck sing soul? Put it in the microwave until it's Bill Withers. There it is. R.I.P. Mr. Withers. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Um, I hope you, uh, do, hope you have another do, lovely day. Do I have to stay doing this recording now? You don't have to, but just know that you left at the moment where the entire world but you laughed. I mean, it's it, it's peaked because it doesn't get much better than that joke. But um... <laughs> Do you mean it's, it's beaked? <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fly away now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is all gonna go down from here. So, uh... Sabrina is standing in front of her mirror, but instead of a gag, it's a lovely sweater that she's just swiped with her card. Zelda warns her again about catching getitis. It's what witches catch when they always believe that the next thing will grant them happiness. And again, a, a trend that most of these episodes this season have involved witches getting some sort of illness or disorder. So, um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a morbid season so far. Uh, Sabrina ignores her and zaps in 37 other jumpers to never wear alongside some riding gear. Uh, Salem is sobbing in the attic and tricks Sabs into comforting him. He begs her for a pet and she, like Zelda, says no, but she recommends him asking Miss Pushover Hilda instead. Um, so yes, we see the loft. We've been in the basement, but we've never been in the... I said loft, it's very rich. Uh, we've never seen the attic before. Um, so again, we're seeing a bit more room in the house, which is always nice. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Sabrina recommends uh, Salem go and ask Miss Pushover Hilda. Uh, she, meanwhile, promises Zelda that she'll handle the next problem to give Zelda a rest from being the mean aunt. And obviously, it lasts two seconds as she grants Salem his wish for a pet and tells uh, Zelda to liven up so Sabs can zap in her sweet Vesper. Um, as well as, um, obviously, because they mention the, the attic, Zelda says, we really need to go up there and sort out all the crap that we've got up there. We've got a lot of, a lot of old tot uh, that needs to be um, sort of get removed. So that opens up the magical items that we see a little bit later. Uh, in school and risen from the dead, pieced together from the trodden shreds of the cutting room floor, it's Mrs. Quick. She's back and, uh, yeah, adding another element of the... Um, well, female cast, but also the um, you know the the adult authorities in this because um, yeah, I, I was very very relieved to see Mrs. Quick back because I do I do miss a scene that we've not had her and we believe she was gone. I really really enjoyed her being in um, in this episode. Yeah, I was really happy. Um, I mean, they say absence makes a heart grow fonder, and I think the only thing that makes a heart grow even fonder than absence is assuming that somebody is gone for good and then you see them again. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Wonderful to see Mrs. Quick, wonderful to see Mary Gross. Um, Kind of an atypical outing for her because she spent most of the episode behaving not like herself. 
But um, but yeah, still, <laughs> yeah. good to see her again. Yeah, I, d- I don't think this episode would have been half as funny with uh, if it was just Mr. Craft, because Mr. Craft gets put through the ringer far too often. So it is always nice just to see an oblivious Mrs. Quick um, just finding herself amongst all this uh, magic craziness while she's done the wiser. So yeah, it's really good to have Mrs. Quick back. So I, I for one, am, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And hopefully she continues to be in um, this season um, as, uh, as it runs. Um, so Mrs. Quick is taking a class and asking Sabrina if she'll help her run the rummage sale. Uh, not to be confused by Harvey's mate, Ramage, of course. <laughs> imagine uh, what a sale, of, a sale of him would be. Uh, but so Sabrina writes it in her newly magicked in day planner, along with more reminders to buy stuff. Uh, one thing she probably won't buy is a solid gold bar that Mr. Craft has saved up for 20 years to purchase. Um, can you just trade in your money for a solid gold bar, or is that all just film and TV? You could buy a gold bar if you saved up for it. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you, you'd have if to you, know where you, to go, but you can definitely buy like, one. N- like, yeah, like Nazi Germany, you'd have to go for to to go and get that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, or Argentina, or Argentina, or Switzerland. Now yeah. that's where all that all that gold went in the yeah. end. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. If yeah, if if you knew where to buy a gold bar, I mean, obviously, you know, there was a price on gold. Um, you know, the going rate for gold, and if yeah, you could you could buy a gold bar if you saved up. If that if that really mattered to you, and it clearly really mattered to Mister Craft, then yeah, you could you could buy a gold bar. Yeah, it, it, it's just. Yeah, you could also buy a silver bar, a platinum bar, a copper bar, an iron or bar, a Mars bar. Yeah, a lion bar. Yeah, yeah, any sort of bar. Nice. Not a drinking bar though. They're closed. You could even buy a bar. Yeah, they're closed at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately, you, you could buy you could buy one, but now is not the time. <laughs> My financial tip: now is not the time. <laughs> Thank you very much. Actually, no. Now is the perfect time. Because they'll be going for super cheap. Well, it's funny you should say that because I mean, like, I am actually sat. You can't see, but I am actually sat on a drum of oil, and there are another. Uh, <laughs> there are another seventy or eighty drums of oil in this room right now. So uh, yeah. So well, there we go. Nice money tip there. Um, sit on your oil and uh, don't buy a bar. There we go. Oil, oil's where it's at. Um, what we also learned about Mr. Craft is that, um, I mean, it was inevitable anyway, but he's a bit of a doomsday enthusiast because uh, he's preempting the end of days. He's uh, well, obviously we're getting very near to the millennium now, and he's getting very sort of conscious of like aliens and just the world changing. And uh, you know, I've got my gold bar. We'll we'll be able to get by and survive when the world goes to shit. So yeah, a nice little, um, I guess, string to his very complicated personality bow there. I think that Mr. Craft is the kind of person as well <clears throat> that would be if you know he's into aliens and stuff. I think that's very on brand for him. I think you know I think that's a good wrinkle to add to his character. But also, oh, he yeah. seems like he would be a gold bug. He would be the kind of person who thinks that like the reason that um, that they abandoned the gold standard uh, in terms of you know like all like value of currencies being related to the value of a bar of gold is related to some sort of New World Order conspiracy theory. He'd be the kind of guy who believe in that. So I can see him, like, really prizing a bar of gold as a really important, you know, uh, item. T- um, back home, and Salem has adopted a pet. Uh, a dogman, to be precise. And unfortunately, it's not Bob Dogman uh, from that show I've forgotten the name of and couldn't be bothered to look up. Uh, what was it called again? <laughs> <laughs> Teen Angel. Teen Angel. There we go. We did a whole episode about it. And I've forgotten it already because it is gubbins uh but yeah um bob dogman it just made me remind how much i loved him and that former porn actor 
and yeah, this this guy's just he is just the worst. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely the dogman concept has been done better by a inferior show. <laughs> Far inferior, a show that was just ridiculed by the more superior show. Um, yeah, obviously Sabrina's, um, you know, the Sabrina team. And Sabrina herself were involved in Teen Angel, and very specifically yeah. in the episode involving Bob Dogman. Do you think they were like, say, that show sucked, but the idea of a Dogman is actually quite good. <laughs> no one's going to remember Teen Angel. Maybe we could, you know, steal that. Yes. Well, we we we've noticed the uh, the reusable yeah. jokes that have yeah. been going on. So yeah, yeah, and, makes and sense. you know what they should have done is just cast the same Bob Dogman because everyone's like, no no one's going to fucking watch and remember Teen Angel. That's asking people to do two things too much. And uh, yeah, and just have the same Sylvester Stallone kind of looking guy. And uh, yeah, they should have just had the exact same person as if they did it first. I mean, he is the gold standard of Dogman. I mean, you know, (laughs) the original and the best. Upstairs, meanwhile, and Sabrina has a hot, throbbing card because she's got gettitis and a bedroom full of junk. Hilda and Zelda tell her that she's supposed to be at the rummage sale, again, not to be confused by ramage, uh, and that she should donate some of her stuff. But instead, she heads to the attic slash loft uh, to clear out some of the crap her aunts want to sort out. So she kind of thinks she's doing them a bit of a lazy favour, really. But no, she's just only in, a, in her own interest. I can think of a former producer of this show, Phil who would mm-hmm. call it a ramage sale. And then they have a fucking ramage sale. <laughs> Did you know I fucking wrote that Tony. mud fight scene <laughs> in that episode of Sabrina and nobody remembers me for it, you fucks. That's sort of a... Uh, yeah, that Tony, yeah. Yeah, that's Tony. That's Tony. He's not great. Um, at the coffee shop, hashtag new set boys and uh yeah this coffee shop plays a prominent role in the rest of the season oh. so uh yeah we're gonna be seeing this this trendy um trendy venue um a lot more often um well it is the late 90s that makes sense every every sitcom had a coffee place it's certainly we got rid of the slicery because pizza's not cool anymore it's all about coffee well, pizza is unhealthy coffee is, is unhealthy coffee. too and I, I consume a lot of both. Uh, but yeah, at the coffee shop, hashtag new set, and Mrs. Quick pulls out an Olympic gold medal out of the box and puts it on, instantly turning her into a much more competitive person. Uh, speaking of which, literally, uh, Hilda is trying to be the most charitable person she can uh, by selling cakes at the clock shop. Uh, speaking of clock, Mr. Craft has clocked a bargain for his gold bar back at the sale. He buys a, a small little wooden box that will be perfect for his uh, little gold bar. Um, and kind of like all the wheels are starting to set in motion. Uh, you know, Mrs. Quick has got this little trinket on her. Mr. Craft's got this one. And this is just the start, boys, of a uh, hilarious um, uh, misadventure by these um, these magical items within the mortal realm, which is, again, what I like. And it starts again a little bit silly, which is which is nice. It is true, though, that the more gold medals you have, the more of a cunt you are. I mean, <laughs> I, work, I, I worked for Sir Steve Redgrave once, and I tell you now, what a prick. Um, 
now. But uh, yeah, so she uh, she uh, puts this gold medal on. She becomes uh, a bit more yeah competitive about all about winning um, the charity race. I guess sort of you know who can raise the most money for charity. And uh, yeah, Mr. Craft has bought this little uh, box. Uh, things aren't plain sailing, however, as Sabrina has somewhat uh, become pungent even brad says she reeks but clearly not enough on a magical scale for him to realize that what she smells of is actually produced by a witch-like cursed aura um so again no progression on the uh, sort of brad witch hunter um i mean sort of storyline which, which 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 should have been prominent really given this yeah especially during this circumstance you know the amount of magical trinkets yeah magical trinkets that were out and about surely should have had um an inkling or a tingle or something anytime uh he came across well, a magical he held one he buys no one. i know yeah. that's what i'm saying it's it, it, it's appalling there there is no consistency here no consistency were there more solar flares or moon flares that counteracted his witch hunting gene bugger knows all i know is there's no consistency it is about as consistent as a rainbow that is famously um not consistent yeah too many colors all different colors red and yellow and pink and green orange and purple and blue that's at least five exactly probably more yeah i can't be bothered counting yeah it's it's inconsistent that's inconsistent. I couldn't think of anything else that was inconsistent. Uh, my gravy. I'm not very good at making gravy. That's pretty inconsistent. As long as you're not talking about your gentleman's gravy, that's fine. Gentleman's gravy? No one calls it gentleman's gravy, do they? I mean, then it would be brown. <laughs> that would be a real problem. <laughs> Wait, it's not meant to be brown? I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, to break it to you. I've heard gentleman's relish before. Yeah. Oh, 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 man. Um, oh, you can't even get a GP appointment. Can't even get a GP appointment right now either, can you? You'll have to wait for a while to sort that out. I'm afraid. No. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so it's just bad that yeah, you know, easily the most intriguing and exciting uh, storyline that was thrown at us in you know episode uh, two. It was, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's kind of you know, Brad is surrounded by these magical items. He's surrounded by someone who magically stinks, and he's he's just like you know what your girlfriend's smelly. He doesn't, you know, there's nothing witch huntery about it, which is just really really devastating. So uh, yeah, so in in case you sort of missed that, yeah, Sabrina has started to literally um spoil she's going rotten she's starting to really smell and uh, she doesn't really she's not really aware of that um at the moment what do you think she smells of eggs feces well is it like a f- but it's some, some people some people get a coffee next to her and they go i think this milk's off and they go no it's her um so she i think she just so sulfur she must just smell yeah of, of just yeah, just rotting. Like, I guess combination of off milk, off Fish. milk, eggs, meat. Probably. So, like, does she? I was just gonna. Does she smell of like putrefying, putrefying like flesh? She must be. She's, she smells like an abandoned butcher's. She's like, well, there are many of those at the moment, of course. Well, um, that's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she's she's rotting from the inside out, pretty much. She is that di- yes. dying because the, the yeah. ultimate consequence is that she turns into liquid. She just becomes goop, right? Peril! Peril oh. quite high in this episode, Chris. So I hope you enjoyed it. I do enjoy peril. I don't enjoy stinky peril. That, that That's where it's let down. I, I prefer instant peril. 
Uh, we quickly jump home where Sparky, we learn, uh, the man dog, uh, goes out for a run and drags Salem through the kitchen. So it's quite funny to see the, the puppet fly through the air. I thought that was quite uh, quite humorous for, for Salem. Uh, but yeah, enough about him because we go back to the coffee shop and Sabrina finally clocks on that she stinks, uh, as does everyone around her. So she calls Zelda for clarification, who tells her that if Gatitis gets bad enough, she becomes literally spoiled rotten. So yeah, I, yeah, the smell of like the inside of an unwashed metal dustbin that's just had, yeah, but a butcher's dustbin. I mean, that sounds... In, like the same vein that sounds like it. gravy yeah 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 yeah. that that sounds like an illegal sex act just for more clarification she asks hilda who's rocked up with some brownies uh but uh, instead of scorning sabs for being spoiled rotten she clarifies that the rhinestone encrusted rhino earrings uh she sees someone wearing are exactly like hers but they can't be exactly hers because hers are magical and turn your hair a different color every 10 minutes um and then the woman sort of suddenly has um, sort of bright blue hair, which is again just a nice little, uh, some completely oblivious to the magic going around them. So uh, yeah, and that obviously that's a nice consistency for a character. Um, so not only has Sabrina sold magical junk to half of Westbridge, but she's just shit her pants because we go down and she's just in a puddle of brown goop, and it just looks like she soiled herself. Um, Th- this so was it's... this was repulsive. This was horrible. <laughs> it was worse this than was... any body horror we've seen. I think just oh, get just bin juice. It's oh, well, it wasn't bin juice. It was like if you if you stood in, like if like one of those horrible like poo wagons that you see going down the road, like a tractor pulling, like a smelly. It's like so... if like if you if you opened one of them and like took a, took a few steps inside it. That's what it looked like. It was horrible. Horrible. There's a word for that, and I can't remember it. It's a specific word. <laughs> no, it's a specific <laughs> word. It's it's like um, pig feces. It gets liquefied. Can't remember it, but it exists. It's not slurry. Nuggets. Animal. F- it's like animal food, isn't it? McNuggets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It does begin with an S. Shit. Shit. Pig shit is what it's called. Sure, sure. Yeah, so she's just standing in this uh, viscous uh, slop, not to be confused by the grindcore band we're in. Um, so she stood in that, and it's it's fucking disgusting. Uh, Sabrina tries to gather all the junk back. She tears the earrings out of some woman's ears, which is garish, um, but misses Harvey's magical hard hat that turns him, turns him into like a predatory Boston builder. Um, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, that was entertaining. Don't get it. Performance yeah. of this episode is Nate Richard doing a, hey, look at this. Hey, you're nice. You're a cracking broad. Come over here. You know, kind of a... Yeah, yeah. Give me a kiss and lay a nice wet one on me. Yeah, it's like that. He's just give me a kiss, sweetheart. Completely out of uh, Harvey's character. So just like Mrs. Quick, it's it's a very fun performance to see. Uh, Sabrina and her whiff return home, and she and Salem try to figure out how to reverse the spoiling process. Turns out, you guessed it, she has to return all the stuff she gave away, or rather, the stuff that she's lost. Uh, Mrs. Quick has that medal, and Brad bought a bronze lion, which turns out to be a real lion that he's fending away with a chair. And this was very funny. I thought, again, this is a very good performance from you know um uh, john huatas we've not seen much of him really this, very this past season so far but him just him just weeping and just obviously against a real line in his house is is i thought it's very very funny very funny but again he's a witch hunter 
surely he should have figured out something was up. Yeah, there's, 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 again, if there's ever an episode for him to be nervous and carrying out a line, but also, I, you know, for him to subconsciously understand what's going on, or you know, then yeah, it's 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 this. But no, unfortunately, it's just um, it's just wasted. But still, at least we get a um, a, a a funny performance by um, by Brad anyway. I, f- I feel like um, Mr. Kraft gets closer to um, working out what's going on than Brad, which. Psh- I know we know that Mr. Craft does have an inkling and obviously he does have a witch ex-wife and everything, mm. but yeah, based on what we know about the characters, Brad should Brad should twig. He, he should have been on it, um, yeah. Yeah, he should have cottoned on. I, I thought, yeah, I thought the lion scenes were very funny. I thought John Huertas was very funny. Um, but it did remind me of a better version of it they've already done, which is Mr. Poole and the giant bug. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that that was a lot, yeah, a lot funnier, a lot better than that. Um. See, they're just they're just repeating jokes. Now. But at least this is season four. That was season one, so you're supposed to forget. But no, it's you never forget. Never forget Gene Pool. Also, in a, in a 2020 world, like they did, seem to get a real line for this. Bearing in mind the time, they probably got it from Doc Antle. Yeah. Just say. Yeah. Just say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll have to go back in the credits to see if he was. If he was. Uh, yeah. If he was credited. But uh, yeah, so uh, so as we say, um, Mrs. Quick has that medal. Harvey has that hard hat, and Brad bought that bronze line, which turns out to be an actual line. Um, Mr. Craft bought a boring little box, but oh no, it's not a boring little box. Turns out it's Zelda's replicator box. Um, I'm pretty sure that's something from Star Trek. Uh, but yeah, he's just copying more and more of his gold. A you scoundrel! I did like the scene of him being like, "I could replicate anything with this." I could replicate food. I could feed the whole world. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's it. And then just keeps doing more and more gold. So, um, yeah. So, obviously, it, it's perfect for his uh, little gold bar because he's just so bewildered. He's not like... he's. I like Mr. Kraft's very just odd process of thinking because he's obviously he's replicated loads. He's not like, this is a magical item. He's just going... If I put this in here, another one comes out. It's, it's just like he's still trying to work out the logical reason why this could possibly be happening, which is which is again very Mr. Craft, and also a very Mr. Craft thing is like I don't know why this works the way it does, but it's benefiting me, so I'm yeah. just going to keep using it and I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah, he, he always likes. Yeah, well, well, welcome to capitalism. exactly nice commentary, um, but yeah, it's just like when he witnessed something magical in, in I think it was season two, um, and rather than suggest that it may have been magic, he just thinks his ex-wife was responsible. So again, he's just thinking like this back box isn't magic; it's just keeps giving me more gold. It's very, very funny, but yeah, it's good. Um, so Sabrina heads out with a coat made of flowers and those sort of magic car. Um, sort of um, magic, the magic trees, magic trees, air freshener things, air fresheners. Yeah, uh, with, uh, I, I, lo- pine trees. I loved the air freshener earrings. They were such a good touch. They were, they were a very nice touch. Yeah, uh, and they were of high fashion in the late nineties. Yeah, ain't gonna sniff oh, at that. Yeah, I mean, they were. I mean, my mum, you know, definitely wore the, the car air freshener earrings back then. I'm sure mm-hmm. your mothers did too. It was, you know, yeah, the height of fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it, it was meant to be the new fresh look. 
Back of the clock shot Bake Off and uh, Zelda recognises her competitive spirit medal around Mrs. Quick's neck. So she gets that back. Um, she isn't so lucky at getting an explanation of Sabrina, though, who races off to the rummage sale uh, to get back Harvey's hard hat. Um, he takes it off and he's all very confused and he's like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's all fine. Because he gets slapped, I think, by the, the, the barrister. Not barrister. Barista. 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 Two different things. Bloody Two very different things. One provides a key service to society, and the other is a barrister. Um... (laughs) Very funny. Uh, uh, He says that Mr. Willard, paranoid bugger craft, is in his office, um, Y2K proofing his computer. So again, this sort of... um, He's very like... Not quite as Ron Swanson kind of it, but yeah, he's just very fearful of the future and he just wants everything sort of basic. So, uh, yeah, do you think we're going to get like millennium themed or centered episodes this season, you reckon? I can only hope so. Um, but it's worth saying about the millennium book. I mean, like, it would have been a big problem. Like, it wasn't all like a load of fuss over nothing. Like, it would have been a big problem if computer programmers hadn't worked to make sure that computers were going to be able to change over to Y2K. Like, it could have been a big deal, but people worked hard to make sure it wasn't. So it wasn't a big fuss over nothing, like people say. That said, everybody piling up food in their, uh, you know, um, like bomb shelters and things saw it. Bit crazy. If uh, if uh, Kraft was around now, I think he would be... You know, like a proper, like, he'd be like a QAnon guy. He'd be like, you know, you're all about like Pizzagate and, uh, you know, like coronavirus is created by the Chinese and it's sent through 5G and all that kind of shit, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Mr. Craft, I think, would excel in um, the modern day world at the moment. Yeah, he'd, he'd feel right at home, I think. But strangely, particularly this year, I think he'd feel right at home. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's he's Y2K proofing his uh, computer. So uh, Sabrina races over and finds out that he's used the replicator to box to make tons more gold. Uh, whilst having a paranoid, erratic argument with Sabrina and her rotting, melting legs, it just gets worse. It's just these, oh my god, it's just it's just vile. Um, so yeah, with her melting legs, she comes to terms with the real item she's lost, and no, it's not her ability to walk, it's her appreciation for what's really important. Uh, Mr. Craft, on the other hand, confused about Sabrina's previously melting legs, accuses her of being an alien, uh, an alien, so she plays up to it, spawns an alien head, and threatens to probe him if he doesn't hand over the box and donate all his gold to the Hondurans. So yeah, a lot to take in, and the main thing really is just that Sabrina's fucking legs, man. It's oh, oh dear. It's I don't know. It, it it it's it's as if someone got all the bin juice in the world, found a way to make it sort of jelly-like, then mixed it in with 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 what can only des- be described as shit. And created a uh, uh, a goopy, viscous material that she had to stand in. It looked at one point. I swear she was like knee deep in a dead horse. And that's that's what goop is, famously, isn't it? Uh, I thought goop was the name of Gwyneth Paltrow's business. Well, it was. It's that 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 was the point. It, it could be either knee deep um, in a dead horse. But enough about my ex-wife. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, but it's funny. Yeah, Mr. Craft, like again, 
Um, because he's not under any sort of magical influence here. He's just Mr. Craft bewildered at, at the good fortune that's literally sort of come to him. So he's he's under no illusion that what he's seeing is Sabrina's melting legs. And, oh, wait, it's not Sabrina. It's actually an alien telling him to use all this gold for good. And he's, he's, ha- he's all right with that, which is, again... A very odd move, but still very Mr. Craft. He's like, I knew it was aliens. Pat myself on the back, and I'm going to do what they're told. You know, it's it's kind of made him think he's smarter than he um, than he is. Well, there are there are a lot more people in the world who believe in the existence of aliens than believe in the existence of witches. And to be honest, there almost certainly are aliens. They might be too far away to our lifetime, but they'll be out there. Um. Oh no, they've they, they they they've turned up, looked at what's going on here, and thought, nah, fuck that. Exactly. I well, well, I'll, well, we'll take a straw poll here. Would you be more likely to believe in the existence of witches or the existence of aliens? Well, witches do exist, lads. So they do. So you would say, you, if you someone somebody said to you, "I'm a witch," you would believe they were a witch and not an alien. Well, is it is, no, in, is I, in them them I, I, declaring I, that they themselves were a witch, or that you, Graham, were a witch? No, no. I mean, say, well, for example, because here Sabrina is, you know, she's showing up as a magic being and doing magic things, and Kraft is like, "You're not fooling me. You're an alien." Um, so if you met somebody who had magical powers, would you assume they came from outer space? I don't know. I, I'm too into like my fantasy sort of. RPG kind of thing, so I just think people they they all they don't come from space; they come from villages and shacks and and, and things from hundreds of years ago. So I no, I I don't think I would say they were from outer space. I'd say they were from they're from here and always had been. People believe witchcraft and whatnot already, and people practice it in multiple different ways, including voodoo magic, for example. And I firmly believe that aliens have already shown up and thought, nah. These guys are idiots and fucked off again. I think if someone came to me and did something that was indisputably magic, I would just think they were really rich. <laughs> I would think it would be some sort of like some sort of like Bruce Wayne situation where they just had access to technology that, you know, we mere mortals can only dream of and we're just keeping it to themselves. <laughs> I misheard you then. I thought you said John Wayne. I was like, why does he have access to tech? Uh yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> he has access. He has access to racism. He's only keeping to himself. If only, if only he kept it to himself, then we might remember him more fondly. But uh, never again, mind. Uh, that's John. We're talking about John Wayne being racist, not Bruce Wayne. There's no proof. I don't think that Bruce Wayne is racist. No, no, no. He dresses in all black. Of course, he's not racist. No, or maybe that's because he is, and he's like, you know, I, I've uh, he doesn't have black friends, but he's like, oh, I've got black, I've got black clothes. You say I'm a racist, but some of my best clothes are black. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! I think we should move on from this. I think we're, offe- I think, yeah. I think holistically in this episode so far, we've we've offended quite a substantial po- uh, portion of the earth, uh, uh, but particularly the, the so uh, particularly many... the Wayne estate. I mean, they <laughs> they've got they've got yeah. fingers in every every place they are very powerful yeah. so yeah <laughs> so uh yeah so again um mr craft uh is confused about the melting legs and yeah so sabrina sort of sabrina spawns a, an alien head because she's like i'm gonna play along with it and she orders mr craft to um 
yeah, just to hand over all the gold and uh, well, give it to all the Hondurans. So um, he, that's exactly what he does. Uh, back at the sale, and Mrs. Quick is devastated to lose the charity competition to Mr. Craft. Uh, but she's made up when Sabrina gives her the charm bracelet I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode because I was convinced it wouldn't matter. Um, so yeah, so she's had this bracelet all the way through and it's kind of an actual memento that her grandma gave her that she's actually sort of um, quite... Um, quite taken back by and yeah she gives it away to to mrs quick because she had a similar story about charm bracelets so it's a nice little thing to to give away i guess uh, hilda and zelda are proud of her all things considered and only then she remembers about refusing to help brad with his magical predicament uh, he comes back with a torn jumper uh, asked uh, asking to return the lion statue um uh, the credits roll and sabrina tells salem that he's not ready for a pet so he must give sparky to another family uh, she says he's going to a nice family who live on a farm, and I was convinced that when the closet door would open, it was going to be a man with a gun. Because isn't that kind of like what they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what they say. He's going to go to live on a farm. Yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and... We went to live on the, went to live on a farm with uh, your great aunt Edna. Yeah, yeah. He went her... to live on a farm with your great aunt Edna and a bullet in his face. Yeah. And to be honest, and to be honest, this unfunny piece of shit deserved it as well. So, <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah, I, I, part way through, I forgot that Sparky was even a thing. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, he, he doesn't get uh, shot in the face. Um, this is this is uh, the Dogman, not uh, not Spencer Bugler. Don't know how. Yeah, he died. I've, I've not. Um, you, I've, I've not told you about how he died. I have no idea how he died. <laughs> Um, um, or what time he was born, uh, but yeah, he's um, uh, it, it's uh, it's a family of dogs come in. It's just a, a an actual dog with a cap on, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> who's um, <laughs> who wants to take the dog man home? I was I had to pause. I was like, this dog in a cap is brilliant. How's it? How's it got it on? Yeah, the um, dog, the yeah, dog, so- the dog man, not funny. Dogs in human clothes talking like an actual family, very funny, very funny. So they kind of redeemed themselves right at the end with the uh, the dog man stuff. Exactly. It was a bit of a woof ride for him. Ah. Ah. So there we go, boys. That is the end of episode five of season four, entitled Spoiled Rotten. Uh, was this episode a rotten one, or well, was it all right? It was all right. I thought it was pretty fresh. I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, I, I enjoyed it very much so, yeah. I, I thought, you know, a very just enjoyable episode. Not as, uh, like, laugh out loud as some episodes, but sometimes they don't need to be hilariously funny. They just need to be enjoyable. And I thought, yeah, this was uh, this was a joy to watch start to finish. I, you know, just a really sort of all-round decent episode of Sabrina with, uh, again, magical items, um, you know, scattered in the mortal realm, good performances by uh, by all the cast, and, of course, a, a dog in a fucking cap. So um, it, it ticked all my boxes anyway. Um, but uh, what about the other boxes that are going to be numbered? Because what we do at the end of every episode is we like to score them on a certain amount of criteria. Uh, they are magic, wit, creativity, progression. progression. <laughs> no, I think we can only do it. But what we'll do is next episode, we'll um, we'll just bring our computers sort of near one of our windows and we'll just stare at each other while we do it. And then we'll go back home and carry on recording. Uh, but yeah, so first of all, boys, uh, magic. Just how magical was this episode? Well, we had the magical card. We had the magical dogman. We had all the magical items. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was actually pretty goddamn magical. Yeah. It was. It was a pretty magic-heavy episode. I 
I mean, it was it, again, and I, I, said, I said this many times, but I do like magical items within normal people. I think it really um, sort of just brings out how zany and, and sort of well put together the show is. So I, I would go as far as say a five for magic. I'd say I was gonna go for a four to be honest, Graham. You're the decider. I would go with four as well. Um, yeah, it was a very magical outing. I agree. Um, introduced a lot of magical concepts, and pretty much every character in this episode was affected by magic, which um, mm. you know doesn't happen too often. So I think it deserves to score quite highly. A five is tempting, but uh, I think the you know sort of cautious uh, the caution within me would uh, cause me to say four. Okay, so I, I, I've been I've been bullied out, but yes, uh, four for magic. I'm happy with that. Um, you don't mean bullied a- out? That's just democracy. <laughs> What about wit? Um, well, again, uh, as as you pointed out, Graham, it's uh, the magical items. It was quite witty, you know, the medal for you know the medal for competitiveness and uh, and the idea about being spoiled rotten and and oh, your face isn't enjoying this. Yeah, whose face? Graham's. Oh, Graham's face. I'm thinking. Do you not think it was that witty? I don't know. I mean, craft was funny. I think that the um, Mrs. Quick had a, had a decent outing, and again, through funny again. I'd, I'd probably put it around about a three for wit. I'd say Salem's was not good. Salem's supposedly funny bit. That's true. Yeah, Dogman not funny. But then yeah. I don't know. Other bits were funny enough. I mean, I think yeah. I'd say the the Salem not being funny just just yeah. knock off the two. Mm. You know the extra two that would put up to three. five. Three. So yeah. three. Yeah, three. 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 Yeah. three for wit. Uh, yeah. What about creativity? Just how creative was this episode? They stole a plot from Teen Angel. <laughs> One. If they're lucky. <laughs> two. Shall we say two because of them stealing the plot from Teen Angel? No, I mean all about series. So yeah, that does definitely get a point knocked off it. But uh, yeah, no, I liked the creativity in the sense of we got a new set. I think. I mean that can kind of go in progression as well, I guess. But uh, we're in a new venue. Um, you know, we were, you know, again magical items amongst the community. So you know, I think all, all right for creativity. I think I would. Oh, I don't know. They did steal that storyline from Teen Angel. Two. Um, <laughs> Three. That's yeah, two. Two. I would two? Say. two. Oof, okay, two for. I know. You've been out. You've been outvoted again. Viva democracy. Two. Oh, bullied again. Uh, so two for creativity. And uh, what about progression, boys? Well, new set. Sabrina hasn't learned anything. There's no witch hunting going on. Mister Craft is a Y two K guy. That's new, and we got Mrs. Quick back. I think it is only mm, so two or three. Mm, I think all honestly it'd probably have to be like a two. I think I think the new set is good, especially seeing we know that this is going to be uh, going to play a part um, as as the season rolls on. But um, yeah, a, a bit more, a bit another wrinkle to Mister Craft. Um, and Mrs. Quick's back, but then again, that's not really progression. We just thought she she died. Um, so mm, I'm on the fence. I'd say two. Okay. Yeah, okay, two. Yeah, two. all right. Two, two for progression. Um, so, Christopher, you, you're the one that I do like to ask every time about uh, what uh, our scores add up to. So tell me, we had a four for magic, a three for wit, two for creativity, and a two for progression. What does that give us? It actually only gives us 11, Phil. Oh. So it's not as 
highest scoring as we thought it might have been. Hmm. I mean, I enjoyed this episode a lot, but it actually only scored as just above average. Now, you yeah. you might say that that means our mark our marking criteria is flawed. However, I think it means that the episode's just not as good as I think it was. Because <laughs> there is no way our marking criteria could at all be wrong, obviously, because it's perfect. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's there's no issues there. Can, no, can, not at all. Can it get a point anywhere for the um, for the dog in the cap? Um, I think that was pretty witty. I think that was pretty fun. Can we bump wit to five? <laughs> for the dog in the cap? Wit to five? Mate, that dog was very no. funny. No. He had a, he, that only makes he, it he had a human voice and everything. That was very funny. Now the only places where you can put any more points on would be creativity or progression, and I mean, there's none there. Uh, 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 dogs can talk in the witch universe. That's progression. Dogs can wear hats without trying to take them off. That's that's progression for for all. Really, really, that's what you want to yeah. do. You want to go to twelve. Yeah. Yeah, we're retconning it. Yeah, so 12 out of 20. That's a pretty decent score. Nice. All because there was a dog wearing a hat. There you there go, you watch go ladies and gentlemen. That's how fickle we are. Watch it now, though, because when Graham was just saying maybe the episode's not as good as he uh, remembers it being, maybe I'll watch this episode again and realise that that dog didn't have a cap on at all. I don't know what I remembered. <laughs> pretty well, sure he did. That's, uh, why, that's why Citizen Kane has 99% of Rotten Tomatoes. Dog wearing a cap, the extra 1%, 100. So <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> if, 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 he dropped, if he dropped the snow globe and it just shattered and it was just a dog's head with a cap rolling off it, I think that's that's <laughs> that's that's how it should have been. Uh, dog hat. Yeah. Um, yeah there we go. <laughs> dog hat. Yeah, that's exactly... That's, <laughs> So if you're just joining us, um, Graham and Phil have both entered hysteria thinking about dogs in hats and Citizen Kane and snow globes. This has been Sabrina the Teenage Watch. I don't know what's happening anymore. Citizen Kane 9. That's what it should have been called. There we go. Uh, I mean, fuck awesome Wells, get Jim Belushi in there. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Anyway, um, enough about what potentially be the greatest remake ever. Um, episode six <laughs> of uh, season uh, four, boys. Would you like to know what it's called? Usually, yeah. Why? Why break tradition now? Episode six is called Episode eighty one: The Phantom Menace. Oh, they did, did they? Oh, wow, man, Chris, do you want to go first? Not really. Um, it's called Episode eighty one: The Phantom Menace. So clearly, this is another wonderful Disney ploy. I'm assuming. Wait, did Disney own Star Wars by that point? No, not, not yet. yet. No, no. This oh. uh, Phantom Menace was released, uh, according to the trivia, about five months before this episode was aired. But it was a big summer blockbuster of '99, wasn't it? The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they're just trying to get a little bit more pop culture going. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, the focus being on the Phantom Menace. And Sabrina inadvertently enters the uh, astral plane and starts tormenting people uh, from there. Excellent. Um, Graham, your thoughts on episode 81, The Phantom Menace? Somebody mentioned, and it wasn't me, so I'm not going to take credit for this, but there was a comedian who mentioned, and this was at the time, this was in the early aughts actually, that all the Star Wars prequel names sound like bowel conditions. (laughs) 
like euphemisms, <laughs> like euphemisms for them. Like, oh, I came down with a dose of the Phantom Menace over the weekend. Or, you know, like, oh, I had a, had a bit of an attack of the clones. Or, you know, tell you what, oh, I think this is the revenge of the Sith. You know, so maybe maybe everyone is struck down with terrible diarrhea. And only magic can uh, can um, heal them. Yeah, excellent. Well, we've already seen a glimpse of what that could be um, in this episode. But uh, no, God, yeah. episode six called episode 81, The Phantom Menace. Uh, Sabrina says she's outgrown Halloween, so decides to work at the coffee shop. But Hilda and Zelda tell her that she cannot escape Halloween. And that has to do with The Phantom Menace. What exactly? Oh, uh, I- I've got it. I know it. I've got it. Uh, there's a phantom that comes like like a Scrooge because cause Halloween's important to yeah. witches and whatnot. That's what it is. It, it's a Christmas carol. Ah, yeah, yeah. Or Darth Maul comes in and orders a coffee. That could also happen. If we get Peter Serafinovich and Sabrina, yeah. Worth it, totally worth it. Uh, but yeah, there we go. So they've they've only gone and done it. They've uh, tried to get sort of Star Wars tie into uh, this next episode. So what will be like that? Will it be an absolute stinker that still has probably the best choreographed fight scene in Star Wars history? Uh, maybe uh, you'll just have to find out next time. Uh, but as for this episode, um, it's been a pleasure doing it. Thank you very much, and I hope you have enjoyed it. My name has been Phil Dean. Uh, I've been joined by my uh, greatest companions, and again, my most distant one so far um, is Mr. Graham Riley. Thank you, Graham. You're welcome. And thank you very much to Chris Evans. And thank you, Phil. Or Topher Vans, which we're going to call you from now on. Oh, um, fuck you. Fuck you, Ill-N. <laughs> Ill-N. And I'm ha- Hammy. Right. I'm Hamley. Ha- Hamley. Hamley, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, so uh, if you would like to uh, become sort of a part of the show, then why not uh, get in touch with us? Again, I keep saying it every time. I'll, I'll, I'll get back on social media eventually. I just hate it, that's all. But I'll... I'll, I'll I'll go on it one day. Uh, but yeah, you can follow us on he Twitter. Never will. Well, never will. Uh, we are at Sabrina Watch. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Again, it's a lot of people doing, which is fantastic. I'm sorry I haven't posted anything for about a year and a half. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Sabrina the Teenage Watch. Um, if you'd like to give us a wonderful review, because as I said, it would be wonderful, you can go to Apple Podcasts and give us a nice review there, or just review us any way you like. Uh, and um, yeah, and I guess, of course, during this um, sort of strange, eerie time, wherever you are in the world, I hope you are uh, staying safe and you are staying indoors where advised. Uh, but of course, as we stated last uh, last episode, um, if you are listening to this in the future, then I'm sure you can go outside by now. Uh, don't heed this. But still as, wash your hands. Still wash your hands as often as you should have been doing for all of your life. Um, so stay safe um i hope you're all you and your loved ones are doing well and um despite this eerie time this lockdown we found ourselves in may every little thing you do be Be magic. magic